one. Welcome, everyone, once again to our email show, Email Thursdays, and our last program for a week. It's Humble and Fred, and this show is brought to you by the fine folks at Bodog, the Chambers Plan, the Retirement Sherpa, and Architecta. Not to mention Stretch Lab, evnet.ca, and airinventures.com, and presented by our good friends at Palma Pasta. Uh, four decades of fine food. We'll talk about uh, some of those things that they offer on offers, you would say. Yeah, I'm heading over there uh, in the next couple of days. I'm going to stock up while uh, Signora Juliet is here. 38 years of delivering quality Italian food from fresh pasta to sauces and prepared take home entrees. Just heat and eat. Pomapasta.com. All right, here uh, we are. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to walk into that place. And, mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's not like your average grocery store. There's also all sorts of neat, neat items that you wouldn't normally get in a regular grocery store, uh, as well as those items that you would expect to find in a grocery store. But. Just uh, some of the antipasto and sauces mm-hmm. and things. Fantastic. I was talking to Anthony. Ooh, so good. <laughs> I was talking to Anthony last week at some point. And I said, you know, I've got to stop buying. Like, they've got all these hard salamis that I love. And I said to him, i got to stop buying it. Because the problem is, I buy it thinking, oh, I'll just put a little bit on my eggs. Or I'll just put a little bit on a salad. And then I just start eating hunks of it. Like, like an animal. So I said, I have to stop. I can't resist it. I, ha- I can't have it. A- you know, that's what I, I have no willpower when it comes to certain things. And salty meat is number one on that list. Oh, I'm, the- I'm the same way. I'm guilty of the same crime. <laughs> okay. Crime against my body. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get started. We got lots to get through. Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. And today, being last program of the month. Uh, we will award a $100 gift card to Palma Pasta. Hi, guys. Uh, this is about farting from our, friend, from our friend James Needham. Hi, guys. I wish you all the best, Howard, with figuring out how to fart around Signora uh, Julieta. <laughs> with my last girlfriend, it took me more than three months before I farted around her, and even then... It was out of necessity because there was nowhere discreet for me to let it go. I recently went on a Tinder date with a girl and ended up getting mugged at the end of it uh, when I went to take her home. Now I wish I had farted around her (laughs) during the date. Maybe she would have gotten out of the car in disgust and wouldn't have had a gun pulled on me. I wouldn't have had a gun pulled on me. That sounds like scary stuff. What, the date pulled the gun on him? I didn't read that whole thing. No, no, he was mugged at the end of it, right? Yeah, says, but it's, if it, he had farted, maybe she would have got out of the car, and he wouldn't have had a gun pulled on him. Oh, I see. Because he probably got out of the car, walked her to her right destination. Okay. Yeah. So, um, if he had farted, it would have ended yes, right. long before that, right. and he wouldn't have had a gun. Which has got to be. Have you ever had a gun pulled on you? Huh? I have not. No. No. My goodness! Forget about farting. Yeah, <laughs> had a gun pulled on me. Mm, oh, what would you do? pants. <laughs> would you make? Would you make pant duty? I <laughs> listen. It's a real problem for me. Is that the end of the email? I don't have any. No, of me. there's okay. one other line here. Okay. That, uh, 
Uh, my resting heart rate is still good, but I haven't had a good bowel movement since the mugging. Laugh out loud, James. All Thank right. you, James. Well, glad James is okay. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm fine during the day, daylight hours, but for some reason, I don't know, maybe this is an age thing, but like last night, my second last night alone for a week, I was, you know, I just expel mm. gas constantly. Mm. I can't do that with a beautiful senora nestled beside me. No, you can't. I mean, it's disgusting. It's just it disgusts Stan. Not out of the gate, you can't. That's for sure. <laughs> no, exactly. Hi, guys. Uh, all right. Thanks, Hi James. Guys. Moving on. Hi this is guys. from Mark Baranger or Baranger. I just put the French in there. Hi, guys. I assumed. Uh, and this is all about EV incentives in Ontario. I've been talking about this and mentioning. He says, writing in after your periodic discussions on EV incentives or the lack thereof in Ontario. I have an EV and certainly wouldn't refuse more money from the government. But I think the government incentives should focus on. And then he names them, adding charging infrastructure in underserved areas. Yes. Uh, adjusting building codes to ensure charging is included. Incentivize DC fast charging so EV owners without access to at-home chargers can have charging options. If money is given directly to buyers of EVs, then they should be provided for lower-cost EVs as opposed to just the Tesla superchargers. He's, uh, I guess he's assume. I'm assuming he's saying. And some money will also need to be directed to adding to the electric grid as more EVs are purchased over time. Uh, all great uh, information, Mark. And you're right, uh, as an EV owner, and I will be one going forward, even uh, without our friends at evnet.ca. You know, it would be great to know that you can have access. I mean, it's pretty good right now if you live in the GTA. Yeah. And I love having the uh, option to charge my car at home. But Mm -hmm. all of those things are going to need to be addressed because, as you know, from our many discussions that... You know, there's not just one side to every argument. A lot of those things cost money. One of the reasons that they're not done, you know, all over or ubiquitously is because of money. Sure. All comes back to money. All comes back to money. Uh, Oh, I see. It says, I love the show. Mark Berenger. Sorry, Mark. I screwed up your name. He says, last name pronounced like the actor Tom Berenger. So it's not Berenger. (laughs) It was not Berenger. Sorry, Mark. And thank you for your your email. All right. Uh, Hi, guys. Jason Aldean controversy. This uh, this is from Brian Reichert. I assume we would pronounce the name. Hi, guys. Wondering if you have heard about the Jason Aldean controversy. It's a country music song called Try That in a Small Town, all over YouTube. Anyway, certainly thought-provoking. Cheers, Brian, from Georgetown. Yes, we actually talked about it on the show, I think, the day after this uh, controversy exploded. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't have a lot to say about it. We know exactly. It, it, you know, it's so much... Like a lot of the stuff that comes out from the far right. We know exactly what they're saying, and then they stand there and look you in the face and try and deny that's what they're saying. It has some other meaning. Know exactly what the guy's saying. You know, this is a good old boy song about coming to our small town and have your woke, you know, protest and we'll kick your ass. Yeah. I mean, it's all there to be seen on the video. He actually goes to a town, I believe, I, I, I can't even remember what state, where there was a lynching. Right. Uh, 
a, a century ago or something. So again, w- w- we know what his point was. So let's uh, let's not pretend it wasn't. Um, I gave that you to get, you. I sent that you to. S- I, I, one other point. I was just going to say when you have somebody like Ted Nugent defending you, like yes. Jason Aldean has, we we know what it's all about. No, I sent it to you because I know you had, you and I. Well, you had gone back and forth with another mm-hmm. listener. And I and I know we had discussed it. We and, and by the way, we did talk about it on the show. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, definitely. But um, I did see something since we recorded last, which was yesterday. That that song has gone to number one in the country charts. Oh uh, yeah, and I, uh, again, I'm not surprised. You know, almost half the country uh, still supports a convicted rapist. So it's just another statement on the country. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's sad, and you know, and and again, it, it it goes a little deeper with me because I can't stand that 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 style of country music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we're gonna drink some beer, we're gonna party tonight. <laughs> if all yeah. goes well, we'll end up in a fight. That kind of shit. That good time country music <laughs> shit. No, I just I don't. don't like. It. Uh, I it. But it, but that's a that's a good chunk of country music, and and by, and listen, it's a yeah. terrible song subject wise. But it's a typical song, country-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a bad country song. It's just a bad country song, if you know what I'm saying. No, and again, there's, there's styles of country that I really like. It's this sort of um, good old boy country stuff. Twangy. Like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for your uh, inquiries. Hi, guys. That was uh, from uh, Brian Reichert. Yes. All right. This one is from... Hi, uh, guys. This one is from Richard Bullis, or as we say in French, Bullis. <laughs> Hi, guys. Just listen to you talk about all the great things you get from grandparenting. We were talking about this yesterday with you. He says, for me, at 60 years old. Oh, and you were saying, uh, I'm, I'm going to enjoy being a grandparent. I know I will. He says, at 60 years old, my four grandparents have been gone for many years. Well, I would expect. But they were pretty great to me growing up and left me with memories I hold very dear to my heart. What is bothersome is when I hear some of my friends talk about their own parents and how some have not focused or fostered, I'm sorry, a relationship with their grandchildren. They've checked out. It's a sad situation for the family. They'll never get that time back. Kudos to you guys for being so positive and optimistic in forging an eventual legacy with your uh, grandchildren. That's us. We are positively positivity. Positivity is in our DNA. We can't. (laughs) That's right. We can't help it. We can't fight it off. And optimism. Who's more optimistic than us? Uh, Gord bless guys and Dan too. Richard Bullis. Well, that's all that needs to be said. Thank you, Richard, for checking in. We appreciate it. Hi guys. Hi guys. Hi guys. Hi guys. Jennifer Kelly wants to talk about the Queensway Cineplex. Hi guys. This is Howard. She says, Howard, our friend is vice president at Cineplex, and he never gives us free passes, like my neighbor who owns A&W's and never gives me a free hamburger. Yeah, but you don't know, anyway, your, you don't know your neighbor's last name. Anyway, <laughs> the, this friend, this uh, vice president at Cineplex, uh, told Jennifer that Queensway is the biggest and busiest in Canada. How about that? Hence the busy parking lot last weekend. Glad you liked Mission Impossible. I loved it. She also says vape is better because it doesn't burn your lungs. Just the uh, nicotine's harmful effects are in it. Okay. 
Yeah, we were talking about that. About I was I was uh, playing golf with somebody who was vaping uh, nicotine, and that was like a blueberry flavored, and uh, the, it was quite aromatically pleasing. Yes, and then she directs something at me. She says, "Nice to hear your family uh, was at the Tin Palace this week with you and Doll. Interesting to hear about your daughter, as I rarely hear you mention her." And she says, I think the rain sounded lovely on the tin roof. And I guess I, that makes me actually feel a bit bad because I think we do reference Danny more than Melanie on the show only because, you know, not that you know Danny better, but you have a lot more interaction with Danny and things seem to come up from time to time about those interactions. Yeah, but to be fair, you talk about Melanie's children much more yes. than you talk about Danny or Mel. This is so true. So, this by so extension, true. you're talking about Melanie, who is a, uh-huh. an angel. Right. Although we should talk about Melanie more. She's sweet. She's very sweet, and she's very funny. Super funny. Very, very creative. Very talented. Very beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. She's very uh, kind. Very kind-hearted. Very kind-hearted, which she gets from, uh, well, obviously, you, not, not Dawn. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She gets that from the Patterson side of the family. Anyway, uh, Jennifer says heart rate was 68 at the beach we were at last week. Nice. Uh, Now back driving into the city, it's up to 108. Woo. Mm. She says, I took my magnesium to stay regular while enjoying Muskoka. Have a wonderful day, Jennifer. Thank you. Thanks, Jennifer Kelly, who's uh, uh, obviously a a huge friend of the program. You know, someone told me, maybe it was Dan. About these, uh, I was having these leg cramps and said I should take magnesium, which I take in the morning, but I should also take it at night. And it's worked pretty well, except I got to tell you, last night I woke up with an excruciating leg cramp. It was a 20 minute episode. I'm laying there in agony thinking I can't have this happen when Senora is in town. She's going to be frightened. She's going to think, what have I gotten myself into? This farting writhing in agony machine next to me. I've got a lot of things to take care of in the next couple of days. That can be frightening for people, though, because the odd time, too, if I kneel down or something and I get a cramp in the back of my thigh, I go, ah! Like, it it overtakes you quickly, so I know exactly what you're saying, and if someone's in the room, they look to you, they think you're having, you know, something worse is happening. Some kind of episode, yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's right, all, Howie. I don't want to leave it, but I'm, I'm going to leave it. But I just want to say it's always the same somewhere in my sleepy mind. I think, oh, there's that crampy feeling. Maybe it'll pass. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I'm doing laps in my bedroom. I've got my Theragun out and I'm massaging deeply into my thigh, trying to make it go away while still being sort of half asleep. Anyway, let's move Hi, on to Sean McKay. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. His subject uh, line here says thunder and lightning. Hi, guys. Is what he says. Had a similar lightning experience at my trailer. This is what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this is in reference to one of your friends who's uh, got, whose satellite dish got hit by lightning. Yeah, Papa Doug uh, hit his dish, come down the line, and fried his television and his satellite receiver. And I do believe a DD, DVD player. A DVD player, you say? Yeah, because, you know, and he had a surge protector on the equipment, but you can also get a surge protector for the coaxial that comes from the satellite. He did not have that. So it comes down that line and anything connected is fried. Sean says, I was walking back to my trailer after playing some horseshoes. My wife happened to be coming up the road toward me in the golf cart. Cool. To get rid of garbage. What a place. Just before she shot me, 
This is before she shot me. So like, I can't read this morning. Just before she got to me, because mm-hmm. it's a big. Di- that's a big difference before between just before she shot me. Mm-hmm. Uh, a clap of thunder so loud it shook all the trailer windows around us. My wife almost jumped out of the golf cart. Find out a few minutes later, lightning had struck the farmer's field beside our park and set his crops on fire. This was in Scotland, just south of Brantford. I'm sorry, is that where Scotland is? Is that where Scotland is? Yeah, you know, when I read that, I was surprised. I didn't know there was a Scotland, Ontario. Obviously, there's so many communities in Ontario named after things in Britain and, you know, the United Kingdom. But I didn't know there was a Scotland, Ontario. Didn't know. Didn't know. Yeah, there's nothing. You know, when I hear these stories, you know, farmer's fields set a fire, uh, record-setting floods in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. Arizona animals. There's a story I read this morning waiting for you to come on here. There's story, animals in Arizona where they've had triple digit, like in the hundreds for a month now, like wildlife is being brought in because they're literally birds are dropping from the sky. Howard, I heard a report yesterday. The Atlantic Ocean is warmer than it's ever been. You know, there are some areas of the Atlantic Ocean get this. And I wasn't sure when I heard it. I thought, am I hearing this correctly? And thanks to technology, I could quickly reverse or, you know, back up or whatever you call it with your remote. Over 100 degrees Fahrenheit, like a hot tub. Wow. Can you believe that? The ocean, areas of the ocean, that warm? I get so pissed off. So I, I, I wasn't going to, I was going to say this for when we came back, but I, there's a guy that used to be a commentator on golf on CBS, longtime guy, and he's a, a very famous instructor, and I follow him on Twitter, and you asked me the other day, what do I do on Twitter? So he's talking, there's, just so you know for background, there's a golf ball controversy about rolling back the distance. So he writes okay. this morning, he says, uh, somehow... I keep thinking that people's reaction to the golf ball distance issue and climate change are the same. Some think it's an existential threat. Some think it's real, but not a huge problem. And then he goes on and on to say a bunch of other stuff. And I couldn't fucking resist. I wrote back. I go, I said, maybe the, I said, here, what did I write? I said, fuck, hang on a second. Now I've got to find my reply. I said, maybe the fact you think climate change is like the ball distance issue is the problem. Fucking idiots. Good for you, yeah. Like, seriously, if you think Mm -hmm. the golf ball issue in golf is like the ocean turning into a hot tub, Mm -hmm. fuck, so dumb. Anyway, let's get back to more uh, pleasant emails. (laughs) Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Who you got next? Subject matter, Dan Scoop Duran from Rob Westerhoff. All right. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Just wanted to uh, check in to congratulate Dan on his incredible nose for news. Mm. There have been at least three times that he has reported a story. Then, sometimes days later, I hear the same story on News Talks and then he should be award winning. He should be an award winning newscaster and become you want. Well, he has become my go to news guy. Dan Duran is this guy's go-to news guy. I mean, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. He says, uh, to Dan, thanks for your service, Scoop. Scoop Duran. (laughs) Keep it up, Rob Westerhoff, OG Hundy P, BM's legendary heart rate unknown. Okay. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but 
When I was a kid in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, we had one paper. It was the Times Herald, the Moose Jaw mm-hmm. Times Herald. And the legendary reporter that, you know, everyone in town knew was a man yes. whose name was Scoop Lurie. <laughs> so I'm telling you, that is mm-hmm. an absolute truth. Scoop Lurie was the, the guy about town that everyone knew worked at the Times Herald. Oh, well, I, I think there was an era in the media that that cheesiness actually uh, worked. You know, yeah, how <laughs> well, cheesy is that? Let's bring it back. Yeah, can you imagine nowadays if a guy called himself Scoop and he was a newspaper writer? <laughs> be what? Is this guy serious? I can't wait to come back from holidays now to call him Scoop Duran. Uh, this one is from Dave Powery, P O W R I E. And the subject, good Monday morning. Hi, guys. He said, I've been contemplating trying the Metamucil daily routine, but I have some questions. Maybe you can help answer. Did you start on the weekend so you had the ability to be in close proximity to the shitter? Timing. Do you take it first thing in the morning or later in the day? Does it take a few days to kick in? By the way, we almost had a Freddie P trifecta the other day. We got a double shot power and a sucking on it. We just needed a baby come on or a goo head. Can you help me to complete it? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, why, do you know him? No. Oh, or is he, maybe you said this on the show. Yes. Oh, I see. Yes. Well, I don't think people re- re- really realize where double shot power came from. No. No. Although we've mentioned it a few times. On from, the show. Uh, what's his face? Spider Jones. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently it's not actually even double shot power. It was something else. Yeah, we got it wrong. (laughs) We don't care. On this show, it is now double shot power. Yeah, but we used to say it. And you're right. Mm -hmm. We we both used to say it, but it was wrong Mm -hmm. because he never really said Mm -hmm. that. He said something else. Um, I can answer that. Mm -hmm. I take uh, Metamucil uh, daily in the morning along with my AG1 greens. So I put them both together. Are you still on the Metamucil routine? Uh, Who, me? Yeah. Uh, no. From time to time. Um, I was in the winter. I don't really feel the need now. But didn't we have a conversation a week or so ago? I was assumed it was to help make you poop, and you said, no, it's not for that? Or something? I, 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 was I can't saying, remember. I'm, I'm scared thing about Dave. Dave thinks it's like, uh, what's that stuff? Uh, it's not a laxative, Dave. What's that, what's that stuff that's chocolate? Uh, people, uh, famous laxative. X-lax. It's not like that, Dave. It's not like you no, take it. it's just it. high fiber. High fiber, exactly. Go. Which helps you, help you go. solidify the BMs. Uh, he says as a way to finish, he goes, BMs not regular enough for my liking. Resting heart rate 84. Stay strong. Hoping to keep my regular contributor status upon, uh, bestowed upon me by Humble a few weeks ago. Well, you've got it, Dave. You are a regular contributor, and that status remains. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, this is from Dave Ryan, streaming versus physical media. Hi, guys. Just a quick Hi note guys. regarding uh, regarding why people uh, wouldn't just stream music. I, for one, love collecting the physical media of CDs and LPs. But the biggest issue is that the artist gets paid basically fractions of pennies for each stream, as opposed to when they sell the physical stuff. They do actually make more money uh, by getting their music played on the radio. Uh, we know that. But the biggest moneymaker is selling physical copies. Yes. 
of which they don't sell many anymore. Their biggest income is obviously from touring and merchandise. Uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy your time off. Look forward to new episodes next month. Uh, Dave Ryan. Um, thanks for that, Dave. I mean, we share that with the audience, but uh, we were well aware of all aspects of that email. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of sympathy for the artists. I mean, you know, we worked in the radio industry. It's been hard hit by technology and on and on television. And, well, a lot of industries have been hard hit by technology and the music industry is uh, just another one. And But they do have the option of uh, getting their ass out there and standing on a stage and yeah. making tons of money. Look at the price of a concert ticket. Well, and that's why, but that's why, you know, the, some, some, there was a, a, what they call it, an inflection point where at, yeah. at some time, 15, whatever years ago, where it became apparent they weren't going to make multi-millions anymore off the sales of their physical copies, yeah. that it seemed at that point concert tickets which used to be a way of promoting mm-hmm. people to go out and buy the album, became the main source of income. Strange how this came up. I also read this morning, this is, uh, I think, the 40th anniversary of Madonna's releasing her first album, and she was paid $5,000 as an advance and $10,000 for songwriting, and the album sold 10 million copies. Mm. So in those days, that made her incredibly wealthy, and the tour was just to support the, again, the sales mm-hmm. of those uh, albums. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the landscape has changed in so many ways because of technology. This is just another example. Do you have anything, I think I've asked you this before, anything in your house, not in the basement or, you know, as a, as a or, you know, relic, anything hooked up that you could play a CD, a physical disc on? No. Yeah, no. me neither. I have boxes of CDs. Um, the only CD player I have is in my truck, but I, I don't, I'm not even sure I've ever used it. Um, yeah, my last honest. car, my the, the Acura I had, had a CD player. Yeah. I'm on my third computer, I think, that doesn't even have disc. Of, of, because, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't that long ago that we would play, I would play a physical disc on these Macs. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, let's uh, wrap it up. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. This is from Kevin Hi, K. Hi, and uh, the subject line, shit, where you eat. He says, hi, guys. Hi, guys. That is the classic term, shit, where you eat, for dating a co-worker. But there's always, don't fish off the company pier. I, I've heard that. Not as popular as uh, don't shit where you eat. Kevin goes on to say his personal favorite, though, was advice a manager gave me over 30 years ago when I was busted messing around with two waitresses at a bar I worked at as a bartender. And he told Kevin, the one, don't rub your dick all over your paycheck. <laughs> Which, I like that one. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> don't rub your dick all over your paycheck. Over and out, Kevin from Bowmanville. Now, I, uh, I did shit where I ate. And if I hadn't, uh, I would not have created these two young beautiful women that are my daughters because uh oh that's right on my first day in montreal our good friend jeff lumby picked me up because i was going to go work with him i was coming back to canada from los angeles i got off the plane it was middle of the day so he said hey let's go to the radio station and you know meet the general managers and we'll have dinner and we get 
uh, we go up the elevator on uh, St. Catharines there where the radio station was. I get off the elevator and I'm, and I'm met by this uh, beautiful redheaded woman. And Jeff says, Howard, this is Randy Rosenthal. Randy, this is Howard. Oh, and by the way, by the way, Howard, he says, it's Randy's birthday. And I married her 18 months later. Like literally that day. It was May 18th, 1988. Wow. So there you go. So, I, you know, sometimes you shit where you eat or you rub your dick all over your paycheck and, you know, it works out. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Isn't that something? Yeah. yeah. Two children, no longer married, still your great friend. Oh, yeah. Time goes by so quickly. Yep. <clears throat> I was at your wedding. Yes, you were. Yes, I was. Hardly knew you. Knew ya. Yeah, you and Darren. I met you in, uh, well, I guess, uh, I'm going to say the spring of 1989. Mm-hmm. And by November 18th, 1989, you were in Montreal at my wedding. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, um, that's all right. only 30-some-odd years ago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, thanks, everybody, uh, to uh, all that uh, emailed us and... Um, and we've collected everyone and just made a random draw. And we want to congratulate Randy Wood. Randy Wood uh, is our gift card recipient. $100 to Palma Pasta. And as you pointed out at the beginning of this program, that uh, it's like a grocery store. But like all sorts of stuff that you don't normally get at a grocery store. A lot of Italian themed uh, items. By the way, that antipasto you uh, you mentioned, I bought some, <clears throat> and I put it on these uh, hard crostinis or whatever they're called. Oh yeah, fuck! It's a uh, it's uh, it really is. Uh, well, they've got several there, just fantastic, really. Oh yeah, and the fun thing is there, you get to try things that you wouldn't normally try because again, they're not available. It's not the type of thing you would see in a regular grocery store that you would reach for or be. Amused by. Uh, that's why you got to go there and spend some time. As well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thanks to uh, Palma's Pasta or Palma Pasta. PalmaPasta.com is where you find out more. Four locations in uh, one in Oakville, three in Mississauga, and their signature store is what we're talking about Palma's Kitchen. If you can't make it there, uh, you can order online and there's catering services. All that stuff can be found out. At palmapasta.com, title sponsor of Email Thursdays. Palma Pasta, Italian tradition, simply delicious. Uh, as most of you know, uh, we're off next week. Today we're recording. It's Thursday, July 27th. Tomorrow, uh, Signora comes into town. And then when I, when, when I come back, we'll have all sorts of stories. You will mm. have met her. Yes. What's that going to be like? Uh... It's going to be fun. <laughs> I can't wait for you to meet her. I just you don't ask her if she's there. Did you know anyone who works at Webback Charlie's? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to get into charades either. Like, or talking loud because she doesn't speak English, thinking raising your voice in English somehow will help you communicate. <laughs> or the charades thing, too. You like hot dog? You, you like, like <laughs> sandwich? And then, like, have my hand going to my mouth. <laughs> you like to eat. <laughs> You want to drink water? 
I can't wait. You should do that. And, just, and, just, and she'll say to me in Spanish, is he retarded? Yes. yes. Something's wrong with him. Is he uh, for real? El, uh, el necesito uh, special needs. Um, okay, well, listen, everyone. Stay safe. Stay strong. Thanks to, uh, thanks to Palma Pasta. And, of course, thanks to our uh, other sponsors, Frederick. Bodog, The Chambers Plan, The Retirement Sherpa, and Arkadek. Stretchlab.com, evnet.ca, Aaron Ventures, and, of course, palmapasta.com. This program is produced by Humble and Fred Radio and is copywritten. <laughs> hey, uh, sucking on it, sucking on it. That's double shot power of sucking on it, okay? There you go. Fantastic. And there's your Freddie P. Bingo card all filled out for another week. Take care. There's a destination a little up the road from the habitations of the towns we know. A place we saw the lights turn low, the jigsaw jazz and the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts, two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans that just clap your hands or just clap your hands. Where's that?